1: Great to be back with you folks. What an honor it is to come across your earways today. We continue on with our series of songs in the night of Psalms. And here we are in Psalm number 109. We're starting in verse 16 today. With me as always, my co-host, my friend, my cohort in Food Cry, uh, Stephanie <laughs> Wesco. <laughs> Stephanie, <laughs> how are you doing today?
2: Good morning, Doug. I am doing well. Um, other than allergies, I think I think today's a pretty good day. So
1: praise the lord and with us too and we're greatly honored to have pastor tony miller with us this is our only our second guest i believe we've ever brought on so this is pretty cool and uh so it's pretty cool to have us how how's things going for you pastor miller?
3: oh having a great day it's uh nice and cool compared to some places in the country yeah uh, you know out where i come from in colorado they're running up around 100 degrees already
1: wow oh, oh. Colorado sure is pretty, but that semi-arid thing, you know, that dry thing during the summer. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
3: and, and it can get hot,
1: too. Oh, boy, do you see those irrigation ditches? I love that place. It's so beautiful, and I think it's the best place I ever went shooting. I was shooting this 50 caliber sniper rifle out there at Fort Carson, Colorado. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I got about, I don't know, five-eighths to three-quarters of a mile. I hit a soda can uh, oh. <laughs> on my... 100th shot probably uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're zero it's it's a real hard thing so be proud of people who become snipers I certainly couldn't become one but to be able to make those adjustments and we went out there in the army and everybody they they gave us everybody who qualified expert by hitting every single target 40 out of 40 there was three of us on base so everybody who did that got to shoot the sniper rifle so that was quite a gift to us oh. and we had a whole box of rounds and yeah. And uh, we just had to keep the barrel cool. I'll tell you, the sniper whose rifle it is is—you uh, could shoot three rounds, and you're sitting down buckwheat because we're we're not ruining that uh, fourteen thousand dollar barrel. And oh, wow. uh, so, anyway, here we are in Psalm one hundred nine. And you know what, though, we we can't forget the Norton knuckleheaded minute hero moment. And uh, this is Stephanie's turn today. And and so we do this. We do this. So we, Pastor Miller, to be honest with you, we changed this segment to be more positive. We made this segment, you might be right with God, if, and the people didn't like it. They were writing in, what are you doing? Give it to us straight and plain, man. Mark those who cause division in us. You should have saw the emails and posts I got. They, they were terrible. And so we came back with the knucklehead one. So, Stephanie, your lead in here is you might be a knucklehead if.
2: You might be a knucklehead if you don't go out of your way, if God's giving you a good father, with Father's yeah. Day coming up, if you don't, Take time to praise God for your father. Mm. And no matter where you are in life, if you know the Lord Jesus, you have a heavenly father that you need to thank for his blessings this Father's Day. That's what my kids, we will be focusing on because they do not have a father. And so um, we'll be taking time to thank the Lord for being a father to them. And, um, you might be a knucklehead if you don't take time to do that.
1: There you go. And listen, friends, you're going to hear this after father's day, but when you hear this, if you haven't hooked up your dad with something, it's okay to go late. Dads like things, even if they're late. And sometimes (laughs) we just like getting a phone call, you know, out of nowhere. And, uh, my youngest son called me last week and I said, how are you, Daniel? What's going on? He said, I just wanted to call to say, I love you. Oh, Amen. And uh, yeah, man, that made me feel really good. <laughs> it made your day. It made my day. So make, make your dad's day. And then also we have this segment, Food That's Right With God. And Pastor Miller has one for us this morning. Uh, wh- food? That's Right With God. Uh,
3: oh, Food That's Right With God. And uh, let me just say this. My wife is going to make one of these today. Oh, Yeah, Food That's Right With God is a rhubarb raspberry pie.
1: Praise oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> oh man, mouths are watering all over the yep. country and in and continents Amen. all around the world. Right now, I picked now.
3: a quart. Of, I picked a quart of raspberries yesterday, oh. and she went out and bought some rhubarb. It's hard to grow rhubarb down
1: here. Oh, I know you got to buy it at like Whole Foods or something. Yeah. Debbie loves rhubarb. Yeah, wow, oh,
2: amazing.
1: Yeah, so we've had strawberry rhubarbs, but I've never had raspberry. But see, we're Yankees, so. We're lucky that we even had strawberry rhubarb. We had well, to go to Virginia we, we to get that. We do that
3: sometimes as well when the strawberries are on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's pretty great. All right, so here we are in Psalm 109. So much to learn, so much going on. We, we've been talking about and, and Pastor Miller's statement from a, a few podcasts ago that I had copied down that he had preached uh, that idea, say much to God, little to man, make sure you got that right. We're going through, we're looking, David's been hurt, David's been shredded, David's loved somebody. Sounds like David gave him everything, put everything on the on the line, just loved him beyond love. He's been hurt, he didn't go to man, he went to God, and we continue on with that. We we ended there in verse 15, uh, let them before the Lord continually that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. And David's still raw, David's still uh, going to God, praying to God, <clears throat> excuse me. And and then we get to this, uh, starting in verse 16 through the end. Mm, yeah. And Stephanie, can I ask you, <clears throat> do me a favor and go ahead and read that for us? 16 sure, through the end.
2: Okay, 16 through the end. All right. Because that he remembered not to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and needy man, that he might even slay the broken in heart. As he loved cursing, so let it come unto him. As he delighted not in blessing, so let it be far from him. As he clothed himself with cursing, like as with his garment, so let it come into his bowels like water, and like oil into his bones. Let it be unto him as the garment which covereth him, and for a girdle wherewith he is girded continually. Let this be the reward of mine adversaries from the Lord, and of them that speak evil against my soul. But do thou for me, O God the Lord, for thy name's sake, because thy mercy is good, deliver thou me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I am gone like the shadow when it splineth. I am tossed up and down as the locust. My knees are weak through fasting, and my flesh faileth of fatness. I became also a reproach unto them. When they looked upon me, they shaked their heads. Help me, O Lord my God. O save me according to thy mercy, that they may know that this is thy hand, that thou, Lord, hast done it. Let them curse, but bless thou. When they arise, let them be ashamed, but let thy servant rejoice. Let mine adversaries be clothed with shame, and let them cover themselves with their own confusion, as with a mantle. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yea, I will praise him among the multitude, for he shall stand at the right hand of the poor to save him from those that condemn his soul.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. What a great, uh, what a great mm-hmm. psalm. What a, what a great way to look at things. I'm, I'm always amazed. So, remember in Jewish law and Jewish tradition, I remember this as we studied Hebrew cultures in seminary. We remember in Jewish law that not only did we look at the sinner as the problem, we looked at the whole family in the law as being a problem. You know, Jewish people wanted their family to perpetually go on and things of that nature. Well, they were looking at what this family could do. You know, they're going to carry on. The father's wicked. The kids are going to carry. I'm so thankful we're in the age of grace. I'm so thankful that we realize now that that people can get saved and changed. But David's going on. He's asking these things. I mean, what did you get from this, Pastor Miller, as Stephanie went through and read 16 through 31? What came to your mind? Well, that
3: verse 17, and he loved cursing, so let it come unto him. As he delighted not in blessing, uh, so let it be far from him. Yeah. I think that's really what David is praying In the whole gist of what he's praying on these people. This is what they want against me. They don't love truth. They don't love people. They don't love me. They, they don't love mercy. They don't love God's mercy. So they don't get it. Yeah, They get the opposite of that, and that's exactly what he's praying. You, What they're desiring is what they're going to reap out. And I think that's exactly what he's praying because they're unrepentant. They're determined to hurt him. So God, let them have what they desired to have upon me. And, but then once again, he says, but remember your mercy, God, for your glory's sake, your faithful love, and then remember my misery. And that's all I need. I just need you to remember that I'm in misery, but your mercy will take care of it. And that's all I need.
1: That'll preach right there, brother. Oh, I
3: I think it's already.
1: (laughs) Memories and, uh, yeah, Yeah. uh, mercy on me and and help me. And and, uh, what were you thinking, Stephanie, as as you wrapped that up, Mm -hmm. as you read through that?
2: Wow. Well, one of the things I think that stuck out to me was over and over, David, verse 20 stuck out special because it says, um, let this be the reward of mine adversaries from the Lord. And, um, you know, I think sometimes with this, these kinds of situations, um, the trauma comes in different forms and there's times when like a blunt force trauma, so to speak, um, like a one time event trauma, you have to work through it, but it's, and it may have ramifications. But these kinds of things, where it's a continuous, like it's like that that constant wearing on you, and um, that that kind of trauma is so stressful, and um, creates situations where you feel almost trapped. Um, I'm working with some situations right now where this is where this is the case, and um, they don't see an end in sight, and the only way to get out of it is to get out of it, yeah. literally. And um, I think in those situations, it's easy for the devil to use those times of weakness to put in our heads. If I, you know, and you may, I know situations in my life, I have just cause, I could do things right now um, that that would be legally and justly, you know, from a a human perspective justified um, to go after people that have done things that are illegal to us to do things that are, um, and I'm not talking Charles situation. I'm talking other situations in life, but that's not what God's called me to. Mm -hmm. And this verse is so precious because David's saying, God, let these people know that you're dealing with them, Mm -hmm. that it's your hand that's done it. Because this, you've called me to serve you. That's what I'm called to do with my life. It's not to get vengeance. It's not to um, make sure everybody gets their just dues. Because if I got what I justly deserved, it wouldn't be pretty either. Mm. And so I think it's a beautiful thing here that several times we read, um, verse 27, that they may know that it, this is thy hand, that thou, Lord, has done it. And I think it comes back to looking to Jesus. Yeah. Where, just for our strength, we look to him to care for us. We look to him to take care of those situations that are unjust, that are perhaps even criminal. And I'm not saying don't go to the police if you're being abused. I'm not saying you just let people abuse you. Um, But situations where you can separate, um, you know, or it's not a situation that has to have legal involvement. Um, And obviously every situation is different, so I don't ever want someone to feel like I'm putting them yeah. in a box, yeah. but just from personal experience, you know, I've talked to a lawyer that said, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, and, but that's not what God's called me to, and so just seeking God and keeping him as your focus where anger and bitterness aren't your driving force, because right. if they're the force driving you, it's not of God.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think it's important that we point out here, too, there's a difference between civil and criminal,
2: Yes. And and
1: if somebody's done something that's criminal, I mean, we're starting to look at the rapes, the hurt, the abuse, other things that happen, things have happened to you. I think Romans 13 comes into play.
2: Yes, uh, definitely.
1: I I think there's not a pastor in America that you walk into and say, you know, this guy has assaulted me or gal or whatever the case may be where the pastor doesn't dial 911. Uh, I just think civilly. So I think I'm glad you pointed that out. But what you're saying is absolutely true. What are we doing with our hearts? But, you know, something that got me before we go back over to Pastor Miller that I wanted to point out that really grabbed me as I read through this psalm this morning and finished it up is he's talking about how weak he is, how much fasting he's done, how he looks like a reproach. Mm. And, boy, I'll tell you, sometimes when we're in our lowest estate, sometimes we're not you know take heart folks those of you who are hurting right now those of you're in the midst of a trial those of you who are in a storm that seems like the boat's going to flip over on top of you those whose life seem weird at those times in my life I can look back and that's when I was closest to God mm-hmm. at those times in my life I can say man I was close to God and and he's talking about he goes on to say I'm poor and needy this is obviously before he was the king and Uh, He he goes on, and I've gone with a shadow that declineth. I'm getting smaller. My knees are weak uh, through my fasting. My flesh faileth of fatness. I become a reproach unto them. When they look upon me, they shake their heads. Help me, O Lord, my God. O save me according to thy mercy. He said, "I've, I've fasted so much. I've prayed so much. So I think the important thing here, Pastor, as I pass over to you, for me to realize, especially, you know, I looked at this thing five things this week, five times this week. And when I looked at it, coming back from my exercise this morning, I was sitting in my chair and I was looking at this. What reached out to me is this isn't a flash-in-the-bucket prayer to God. Oh, no. no. This is fasting. This is knees yeah. hurting. This is my mind is shot. This is people crying. This is, oh, no, I'm in really bad shape. This is And, and so, folks, if you're in that place, this is where you come to God. And you know, maybe we should have come a little early. Maybe David should have come a little early. But understand that David is throwing everything to God here. He doesn't have a local church. He doesn't have that biblical counselor in the church. There's not that assistant pastor that can be over the house in 10 minutes. Uh, I mean, he's going through junk here, Pastor Miller. I mean, he's in the middle of junk. Yeah,
3: he is. And once again, uh, don't talk about men so much as you talk to God. Yeah. And that's where he's gone. And he's... I I come back to that thought of a locus focus. Yeah. And locus means a central point on a mathematical line or whatever. And where are you focused emotionally? It's not just mentally, it's both emotionally and mentally. And he's focused on God. I mean, he's fasting and prayer. He's taking all distractions out, even eating. Mm. And he's saying, I'm focused on one person, and that's God in the midst of my trouble. And like, Stephanie said, draw nigh eye to God and he'll draw an eye to you. And God uses trials to drive us or corral us to himself.
1: He sure does. Yeah. That's
3: when I've been the closest to God in my life is when I've been in troubles. I remember we went through a situation, my wife and I thought we were going to have our fourth child and then a, a miscarriage. Oh. And I couldn't remember what that trial did to us. You know, we might be in bed at night at 12 o'clock at night and crying over it, but we were crying to the Lord. And it drew us closer to God and to one another. And, yeah. so, and so we got to let trials do what God intends out of them. Yeah. And the pain's still there. I mean, there. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the other great news, and there is great news, is that that pastor has a child waiting for him in heaven yes uh but the terrible news is he has a child waiting for him in heaven he'd like to have him on earth and and so many pastor who are listening to this podcast so many of these ladies have experienced the uh the terribleness of a loss of child through miscarriage or through some type of medical problem and uh, stephanie uh, actually lost three children she had eight children she lost three and uh, I'm not going to have her say the names of the children because i will make you laugh. Yeah. But she does believe Charles. is. Sh- so what did you name? Go ahead, Stephanie. I'm sorry. We got to do this. What you are
2: you- so cruel. What, what,
1: what did you name the three? Oh, you got to tell us now. Pastor needs to know.
2: Okay. okay. So they were Hosanna, Peace, and Rose.
1: Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they're lovely names, but they're names that uh, hippies would have named their children in the 70s. That's all well, I'm saying. No,
3: not Hosanna. That is a that's a biblical reference.
1: Oh, oh, man, oh. you got a friend here, and Pastor Miller. Amen. you
2: uh, know, Pastor. Fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, no. so 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 I guess, Pastor. We always pick on Stephanie. Uh, one of the hardest things I think in
2: we we. Okay. I think it's you So I
1: always pick on this, Stephanie. <laughs> me, but, myself, and I. is yeah, what he's saying. There we go. There we go. But, but, but Pastor, in the next minute or so, I, I think this is a, uh, I think this is a really, really important thing that people ask me. One of the questions that we were asked to ask you about, uh, someone said, asked the question, "What's the?" So there were two different questions that kind of had the same question, but one was about pastors, one's about a Christian. Someone asked, what's the toughest thing to deal with as a Christian?
3: I think uh, what David has here in this psalm, he says, that I loved them and they hated me. Hmm. And as a pastor, Paul put it this way to the Corinthians, the more I love you, the less I be loved. Hmm. And this is what happens. We pour our lives into people and we, our hearts are attached to them. And then they betray us, and they return evil for good like this man is pouring his heart out over it. And that's what Paul said. I'm, I've helped you, Corinthians, and you stabbed me. You're betraying me. You're, you're saying I'm not even an apostle, and I'm not your spiritual father, and you're following these other preachers that are false preachers.
1: Yeah, and remember Alexander the coppersmith and the other dude yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Paul didn't have the easiest walk on earth. And, I mean, I'm still not getting on a boat with Paul in, in heaven. I'm telling you that right now. And that guy would go, he'd get whipped and go back and get whipped again just to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I, I guess I, I like what Pastor Miller just said on a very serious note. Uh, love. Love is the the best thing you can give anybody. It's a great yeah. gift. And, uh, we, we know love because Christ has shown us love. And so I guess what I took from what pastor just said was that's the greatest pain. And I believe he's right for a Christian to go through and a pastor to go through, but we don't stop showing that love to the contrary. Our Lord never gave up on us. We keep showing it. Yeah. And you know, once in a while we're going to get that knucklehead and, uh, but we just got to go on. We just got to trust God. We got to move on. Hey, listen, we love you, folks. We we hope if you need anything, you'll find us on Help for Wounded Spirits, and uh, make sure you get a hold of your dads. And uh, uh, listen, give us a shout. It's good talking to you. May God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.